Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. Welcome to another episode of Docking Bay 94. I'm Carl. I'm Zach. And today we're going to do a top five Jedi, uh, part of our top five Star Wars series that we're going to be doing. So top five Jedi, each for a different reason. So we're ranking five different Jedi in canon based on a different skill set that each have. Right. So this is not in, it's not an order of from strongest to weakest, but each one will have its own characteristics and we'll explain why we chose it. So, all right, so before I get into my list, I have a few honorable mentions uh, as we were talking about doing that. So, honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list were Plo Koon, (laughs) Mace Windu, Ahsoka Tano, and Kit Fisto. All right, so on my list, I got Mace Windu, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Luke. Okay, my list, five to one. Anakin Skywalker, Yoda, Luke Skywalker, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I kind of put them in an order. It was it's not like order of like most powerful or greatest or anything. I guess the order I put them in was just who I thought was more important or impactful for the skill set that I gave them. Okay. I guess that I put them on there for. Let's talk about Anakin Skywalker for a sec, because you okay. put him on your um, not on your list. I don't have him on my list. Okay, and he's on my list. He's at the he's at number five mm-hmm. on my list. So why is he not on your list? Uh, I did not put him on because I feel that he was a even though he had the potential to be one of the greatest Jedi's, that he was the biggest upset, and that he mm-hmm. never achieved what he was meant to, unless you consider it uh, just d- destroying the Emperor. But that that act didn't necessarily make him a great Jedi. It was just picking the Emperor up and throwing him <laughs> off. Yeah. So that that's one of the reasons I did not put him on because his potential was so high and he was basically corrupted the whole time. I mean, he progresses through his corruption to the dark side. He never really becomes the great Jedi that he was supposed to. Yeah. So why do you have him <laughs> on your list? Uh, okay. Well, I put Anakin on the list because he did have like unrivaled raw talent. I mean, we can agree on that, you know? Um, he was a hero of the Clone Wars. Sure. And, you know, so I have on my notes, actually, I have, like, um, unrivaled raw ability, hero of the Clone Wars, destroyed the Sith, asterisk. Right. Uh, <laughs> I guess he did all those things. And then there's just that, that you know, that gray area, you know, on his, on his resume, I guess. But, um, but what makes him stand out? Because he wasn't the best fighter, arguably. He might have been, but not really. Sure. He wasn't the best as far as um, his force powers go. He stood out for sure, though, like in the in the Jedi Order. Like he was, like I said, like he was he had unrivaled raw ability. He was a great pilot, one raw of, ability, probably the sure. probably the greatest pilot in the Jedi Order. Well, we don't peak. necessarily see that, do we? I thought sure. I thought Plu Koon would have been considered the best pilot. I don't know. I mean, in the Clone Wars show, Anakin is like shown a ton of times being like great pilot especially in the movies um even as darth vader when he's you know in the original trilogy in new hope i mean <laughs> and in rebels even so i think he's definitely regarded as like probably the best pilot in okay. the order at least in my, in my opinion okay but yeah i put him at number i mean he's also 
a super important character, so I yeah, put him on the list. Okay. So who was number five on your list? I have Mace Windu. Mace Windu. So opposite now, Mace Windu was not on my list. He was on your list. Talk about what made you put him up there. I put Mace Windu on there because he's known as the best swordsman. Sure. At least that we know about. Uh, he has the best lightsaber abilities of any Jedi. And yeah. th- that's more than just ranking him the best. It's that he created his own form. Well, I don't like lightsaber forms because they're never touched on in the movies. And where they are, quote-unquote, canon is like is a weird is weird like where is where are the lightsaber forms in canon um in some of the novelizations and well of the movies mm-hmm. are those considered canon yeah i i researched it before we came here <laughs> and it is still canon but also not only are they not mentioned but it's obvious through the viewing of the movies that you see different characters have different styles of fighting yes but that's different than form no yeah. A form is a style of fighting. I mean, you can call it that, but in Star Wars, the lightsaber forms are treated as like a specific way of fighting. You can look at you can look at the various styles of fighting that different Jedi use as just like their personal how they happen to fight. Not necessarily well, it doesn't have to be a doesn't have to be a form of like a. Form well, it does thing. though because when you train in something, you train like if you if you trained in karate versus taekwondo or. Mm-hmm. It has characteristics unique to that form of self-defense. Yes, but also, I mean, there's... I mean, we won't stand this too much longer, but I guess the last point I wanted to make was when you do something like a martial art, you everyone has their own personal style of just moving in general. Yeah, so, so that's why the, the form is the base. So there are seven forms. Sure. And that's your base. And then each, you know, each person has their own variations on it. And that's what makes Mace special is that... His version of Form 7 was considered one of the most difficult, and no one else could master it. But okay. that leads me on to one. That leads me on to another point, though, which right. is that uh, his form was known as Vapad. Yeah. Nobody else could master it. Mm-hmm. And it, in order to use that form, you tap into the dark side without being corrupted by the dark yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you might not agree with that, or you might not think that's I, canon anymore, but it is. Okay. <laughs> Back to my point of Mace Windu. So whether or not you agree with what his actual form is or whatever, mm-hmm. he is known as one of the best uh, saber fighters. And that was apparent in the fact that he was the only one to challenge and beat Darth Sidious. Yes, which That is made him stand out. It, Why is it hilarious? Well, no, it's hilarious that those other, uh, Kit Fisto, the other two Jedi, died in like two seconds. Right. Um, that's a whole other thing. But that was, right. a, that was a problem with the directing. Yeah. I mean, like, they wanted just, to make it seem how powerful Sidious was. Yeah. And how powerful Mace Windu was. However, he is the only one who even presents a challenge. Even mm-hmm. Master Yoda got his ass whipped. I, I wouldn't say he has ass whipped. I mean, Yoda made they exchanged, for a good fight top team. Yes, they exchanged blows, but in the end, he knocked Yoda down and Yoda fled. Well, when Yoda, at the, I never understood the end of their fight because it's not like the Palpatine beat Yoda. No one, neither of them beat the other one. Right. He didn't beat him, but it got to the point where Yoda was like, I have, I've had enough of this. Sure. And he yeah. left. But also you can argue, I mean, I'm not saying. Palpatine didn't leave the fight yeah. until Yoda. He was going to leave in the beginning. Yoda cut him off. Yeah. But going back to the Mace Windu and Palpatine thing, a lot of people, I'm not saying I, I agree with this. I just think it's a point that should be raised. 
A lot of people think that Palpatine lost on purpose to Mace Windu because he knew Anakin was on his way. Which... He knew Anakin was coming? Yeah. How did he know? Well, he planted the seed. He had a plan. It's still based on risk, though. I mean, he... Yeah, but I mean, before before that scene, Anakin's in the Jedi Council chambers, and then you can hear Palpatine talking to him um, through the forest. He's basically saying, like, if this happens, then I won't be able to help you save Padme. It's a very, very quick scene, but it happens, like, you hear Palpatine's voice as Anakin is sitting in the cha- in the chambers. Okay. And then he goes and... I thought, I, I took that more as that he was remembering what he said before. Well, I thought that too, but just the, just the way that Palpatine is speaking in that line, it sounds like he's talking actively to him. Nevertheless, though, he didn't know Anakin was going to get there in time. Yeah, but that's just, that's just like something that people often Windu say. did defeat him before Anakin arrived. He did, but... What I if get... Windu had killed him before he had arrived? I think he genuinely lost. And that, I mean, I think that's a fair argument i'm just saying that that's that's another side of it that people talk about is whether or not palpatine actually lost or he threw the fight all right in the 12th round um there's there's other examples as well of windu you know windu led the initial attack on the battle of geonosis before yoda arrived with the clone troopers he killed jango fett yeah i just really feel like he belongs on the list because he was such a great master of the lightsaber Okay, that's fair. I, I left him off my list because, I don't know, I don't feel like I've seen enough of him to warrant him being over a lot of the other people I put on the list. Okay. You know, especially in the movies. I mean, in Clone Wars, he's in Clone Wars a lot more. But in the movies, I mean, you see him, he has the, the stuff in Episode 2 um, where he kills Jango Fett and like, is in the arena. And then Episode 3 when he fights Palpatine. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Other, other than that, he doesn't do a whole lot. But um okay so well Anakin even Anakin even himself mentions the fact that you know he he describes Obi-Wan as as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu. Yeah. So everyone knows Mace Windu's <laughs> don't have this don't the have big to boy it. on the block the when it comes to lightsaber block. fighting. You're right. You're right. Okay. So um let's see. So my next my number 4 yeah is Yoda. Okay, yeah, he's my number 4 too. Okay. I mean we don't have to say too much about Yoda because, you know, we know why we put him on the list. But it was interesting because I was thinking about Yoda and he almost didn't make my list just because I was like, what what has he done? Like, I don't want to, like, destroy Yoda. Yoda is, like, the man. But in the movies, at least, you know, he, hasn't, he didn't do a whole lot. His biggest credits are probably training Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Right. Um, he was the Grandmaster. Of the Jedi Council, and in the prequels, you know, he had some fu- he had some lightsaber duels. He dueled Count Dooku. He dueled uh, Palpatine. I have Yoda on the list based on his, uh, I suppose, wisdom, which came yeah. from his nine hundred years. Yeah. As well as his his ability to be in tune with the cosmic force. Mm-hmm. So he seems to have the best connection with the cosmic force. Um, in that, you know. He can see the future, obviously, even mm-hmm. though it is clouded it's, most of the time. Isn't that kind of funny how, like, every time someone mentions, like, the future, Yoda just says, oh, it's too clouded, too clouded. Well, it was clouded <laughs> because the dark side was rising. Yeah. But you I, have I, to, yeah. we have to assume that before that, he had a clearer picture. Yeah. No, for sure. I yeah. always thought it was funny. 
don't have time. I feel like it was just like this cop out. Like, right. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like one of those, uh, you know, things that religious people do, where they say they can <laughs> yeah. do that. Oh, but I can't. I can't do that. Mysterious right now. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely Yoda's wisdom is by far his greatest asset. Although I do, the reason he is so low on the list for me is although he does have that ability, he definitely misunderstood the Force, um, as Qui-Gon Jinn would have you believe. I don't think Yoda misunderstood the Force, and I don't think Qui-Gon Jinn believed that Yoda misunderstood I think he did. the Force. I think, that, I think that, well, we'll get to Qui-Gon later because he's also on my list, yeah. so I won't talk about too much in detail, but Yoda relied too heavily on the cosmic force and not the living force Hmm. and that's part of the reason you know Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan in episode one to be focused on the now and the living force and I think that was part of what Yoda was missing he was always thinking about the grand picture and Hmm. yet he missed this big plot because I know you don't but I I personally think Yoda dropped the ball on the fall of the Republic they should have seen what was happening and they sh- the Jedi Order should not have fall- fallen the way it has. Yeah. Yeah, well, one thing... I mean, I don't disagree with you completely about Yoda dropping the ball. They le- they definitely let it go too far. The one thing... The, I think Yoda's biggest mistake was continuing to use the clone army. Or even using them at all. Because they were... The clone army, you know, in episode 2, they were something that was created 10 years ago by Sifo DS and... Jedi Council have no knowledge of this, and then they just find this army, and then they're like, "All right, we're going to use it." We don't have any idea what who's been in, like control, like who's really been behind all of this for. It's been ten years. A lot of stuff could have, could have happened, and then in the Clone Wars show, Yoda discovers that Count Dooku had control or some sort of like power behind the Clone Army. If you remember near the end of the Clone Wars show, at season okay. six. So if that's the case, though, why didn't Dooku use that? Well, because, I mean, obviously we know that the clone army... So, Sifo Dyas put in the order for the clone army, and then Dooku and Palpatine... I, I don't remember exactly. I think they killed Sifo Dyas, and they took mm-hmm. control over the clone army themselves. So, and that's why we, they were able to do what they did later, or what Palpatine did later on. But Yoda knew this at the end of the Clone Wars show. Right. And he basically was just like, well, what, are, what, are, what can we do? And they were like, can't really do anything about it. So let's just keep doing what we're doing and not change anything. It's definitely a hard position to be in, but... Well, they were in the position where they had to use the clones. What's the yeah. other option? They would have lost... Well, that's the point, yeah. I mean, that's what Yoda basically said. They were like, well, we can't. We kind of have to right now. But still, like, he knew and didn't do much of anything about it. I'm not saying... It's not all his fault, but I do agree to an extent with you about Yoda. I believe the problem was... They should have taken action. They knew the Chancellor was grabbing power. Hmm. They should have not let that happen. Yeah. Yeah, it went too far without them doing anything. So, okay, well, if if that's good, if you're good on Yoda, move on to the next. Sure. All right, so my number three is Luke Skywalker. Okay. Um, Well, Luke Luke would be my number one. Oh, okay. So we can talk about Luke. All right. Is there Uh, a reason you put him at number one, or was it just... There is a reason. Okay. Um, he, Luke is probably the most powerful Jedi of all time. Yeah, according we, to, to according George to George Lucas, and we've yet to really see what his abilities are now in the 
in 7, 8, and 9. We haven't seen yeah. him in 7 very much. So we don't know how he's going to be now. However, I think we can kind of assume that he's going to be one of the most powerful. And I put him on there because, to me, he is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So, naturally, he probably inherited <laughs> his midi-chlorian count. <laughs> Alright. That's, um, that's a fair assumption. Right. At the same time, I feel he, he is the balance of the Force. I believe Luke himself is the balance of the Force. He has his father's characteristics. Yeah. You, you see throughout the throughout episode four and throughout the original trilogy that he is uh, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. He is uh, brash. He takes he <laughs> takes and risks and bold actions. Yeah. Um, he has his flaws. So I think he has, you know, and in a sense, he he has what the Jedi were afraid of, which is personal connections. Yeah. And if you remember in episode four, although this is a deleted scene now. Luke meets Biggs, and Biggs is originally working for the Empire. Yeah. And Luke was originally going to join the Academy yeah. for the Empire. Yeah. So I feel Luke was in a situation where he was about to leave. He just wanted to get out of Tatooine, no matter where he was going. He didn't have a sense of right and wrong, and mm-hmm. he could have very easily turned to the dark side. He could have been identified, had he went to the Academy, been identified as Force-sensitive, Figured out he's Anakin Skywalker's son. They would have trained him to be a Sith. Oh, for sure. So, I believe Luke definitely has a dark aspect to him. Yeah. Um, but I believe he's balanced out by his mother's side, where he's also caring and considerate, loyal. Yeah. Okay. I can get down with that. So, <laughs> I, I think that will have further significance later on that he is, he himself, you know, in a way the prophecy was Luke that... They didn't bring balance to the Force through actions, but that Luke was the balance of the Force. Yeah, and that's a fair... I think that's a good way to look at it, um, because the only reason that the Force was quote-unquote balanced at all at the end was because of Luke, directly. So, I put Luke on my list, number three. I guess I was looking at, I just like the accomplishments of the individual people. Um, I agree with everything that you said about Luke, but the reason I put him on was... I was I was looking at right, what has he done? What he's what's he what has he been responsible for? So at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke was the, the last Jedi essentially, and we kn- we know that he brought the Jedi back in some way through Force Awakens. He started a new generation of Jedi Knights. That obviously didn't pan out, but uh, he did it, and he trained. We don't know how many people he trained, but I mean we I mean we can assume it wasn't the same amount as there used to be. Like thousands and thousands it was probably a small group of them, but so he did that, and of course, bringing Darth Vader back to the back to the light and helping destroy the Empire and the Emperor. So goes without saying, Luke Skywalker on the top five. Uh, definitely influential. Yeah, one of the most important Jedi. Um, so, and I think we have yet to see because he 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 spent some time on Ahch too. Yes, the uh, first Jedi. Temple. Temple, and I have a feeling we'll see some a lot of new Force abilities or understanding of the Force. We'll get a lot more yeah. information in the coming so. movies. Yeah, I think so too. I think eight, we'll, we'll see like we'll see Luke with new abilities we've never seen before, really dope, powerful abilities, and he'll, he's probably going to tell Ray about a lot of Jedi like history that we don't even yeah. know about. You know, 
if he's at the first temple, maybe we can hear the origins of the Jedi right. and all that. And for that, I mean, knowledge is power, right? For that reason, yeah. he is the single most, you know, because you have to imagine, imagine that he'll have more knowledge than Yoda did. Yeah, probably. He'll discover things that maybe Yoda didn't know. Yeah, very very possible, especially if he has Yoda and Obi-Wan, Forstrost, helping him out. You know, he has all you know, of the tools of the trade. I don't know how often they <laughs> pop in. Well, you know, maybe but, just yeah. to shoot the sh**, you know, have some conversation. It's lonely on that island. Uh, Although, I mean, you got to wonder, like, why were they there the whole time when the jet, when his Jedi Academy was falling apart? Well, what do you mean? What could they have done? He, they could have noticed uh, people... Like, you have to imagine Kylo Ren showed signs of dark tendencies. Yeah. Had to be a red flag sure. there. Yeah, Obi-Wan's like, I've been here before. Yeah. And was, you know, Don't train know. the boy. <laughs> well, maybe it was a similar situation as to Luke's youth. Maybe they warned him about Ben Solo. And he was like, nah. And just did it anyways. And then he's like, man, I don't listen to Obi-Wan and Yoda more. <laughs> but, all right, so number two on my list, I have Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, I got Qui-Gon Jinn as number three. All right. So, start with you, Zach. Why'd you put Qui-Gon Jinn on the list? I put Qui-Gon Jinn on the list because he was kind of ahead of his time in a way. Yeah. He had an understanding of the Force that no one else in the Jedi uh, Order would listen to. Yeah. And he was the only Jedi to have this deeper understanding of the Force. And he was the first one to uncover the path to immortality. Yeah. Which is the, in a way, the ultimate power. The most powerful you can be, basically. Yeah, according to Obi-Wan, you know, yeah. if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And him being the first one to discover this, you know, is a sign that he did have an unusual relationship with the Force. Yeah, for um, sure. Particularly the living Force, mm-hmm. which he he kept trying to tell people about, and they were like, ah, what's this living Force you're talking about? It's hippie. hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other, the other Jedi viewed him as just like renegade hippie Jedi, yeah. I guess. It makes you wonder, though, what kind of Jedi order would would exist if he was, mm. you know, had a high position in the council. Because he was not even on the council. Yeah, basically by his own doing. He didn't give a shit about being on the council. And, I mean, doesn't Obi-Wan mention to him, like, if you actually just did what the council asked of you, they, you'd be on the council? Right. And he's like, nah, I don't care. This is cool. Right. I, I, this is just assum- assumptions, but I like to think that you know, maybe Luke's Academy is a little, little bit more in that vein of Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm just assuming. I have no idea. Hmm. But I never could picture... I was always interested to see if Qui-Gon... Like an alternate reality where Qui-Gon Jinn... Well, they kind of did this in Clone Wars, but it was brief. But if Qui-Gon Jinn survives Episode 1 um, and the Clone Wars happened, I could never picture Qui-Gon Jinn fighting in a war as a general. I don't see that as something he'd want to do or be okay with doing. Because the Jedi hadn't fought in a war like that for a long time. He's probably never been in a general... He probably didn't feel it was the place of the Jedi to get in a war. Exactly. I feel like he would have had a big disagreement with the with the Jedi Council over that. But in the end, they would have just pushed him farther to the side. Yeah, and then what would have happened? I don't know. What would have happened? I don't know. <laughs> he I mean, would have I, created I, a, an alternate order? People like to say that I've heard people say that he'd probably join Count Dooku, but I don't think he no. would because it was it was his master. But Qui Gon was definitely always a Jedi. A Jedi. He, he would not have gone. Sith. He doesn't have 
dark side ten he doesn't have the ambition for power. Yeah. He I, I can imagine this would be kind of cool. He definitely wouldn't have joined joined Count Dooku. And he definitely wouldn't have been would not have been okay with the Clone Wars. I could see him being like an exiled, like wandering lone Jedi, you know? Not you know, just doing what he feels is right. And I don't think he maybe like what Ahsoka became, you know. Right. A great Jedi. Right. For sure. And a lot of people say that, like, Qui-Gon Jinn's, like, the worst Jedi because, like, he pretty much, like, discovered Darth Vader, um, which I don't... You can't blame him for that. I don't blame him for that. Yeah. It's not... What turned someone to the dark side was his... Not necessarily how he was trained, but his actions throughout his years of growing up. So... Yeah. Anakin missed his mom, sure. But I'm sure lots of Jedi Padawan missed their parents. Yeah. It should have been more incumbent on the Council to to look at i mean the council should have been more proactive and if they knew this guy was possibly the chosen one they should have taken greater care mm-hmm. to ensure to instill the values of the jedi into him which i don't think he ever got he never got the whole jedi order thing and the whole yeah and i don't know why i mean it's just the way he is i mean he was older than most when he started not but older than luke i mean you're right yeah I don't know. He, I. That's a good point. Like he never, yeah, he never got that whole Jedi Order thing. He never. He was always like an outlier. You know, stood out from everything else. And it's interesting because so so did Qui Gon Jinn. But I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why Qui Gon was kind of in, so interested in Anakin. He, he was different. I don't know. And honestly, the mini Glorian count was off the charts. But I don't know. Qui Gon Jinn, favorite character from Phantom Menace. Ooh, you think he'd ever reprise his role in I mean, like a he, spin-off movie? I don't know about that. I mean, he reprised his role in the Clone Wars. We did the voice. Yeah, um, I could, I could see him doing that. If I don't know what movie would be like, would make sense for Qui Gon to be in, but but yeah, a Qui Gon movie, a Qui Gon movie. I don't know. He's pretty old now. So True. I don't know if that worked. But okay, so on to our final Jedi. And I think we agree that the number one Jedi, well, he's not my number one, he's my number two, <laughs> is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Why uh, do you have him on the list? Well, we've talked about this, you know, before. Obi-Wan is the perfect Jedi. Okay. He's he's the ideal Jedi Knight. He's not the most powerful or the, or the wisest or the most skilled, but he embodies everything that the Jedi Order is and should be. All that stuff aside, looking at just like his track record, it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. You know, I got him like as a, like as an all around. Yeah, he, jack of all trades. He was a decent swordsman. Mm-hmm. He was good in the force. He was selfless. He never thought about his own ambitions. Yeah. Um, he was the perfect representation of the Jedi values. Yeah. And he, I think that he had. He had. He had. Uh, you know, he had Moxie. No. Okay. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, and looking at, like, the stuff that he's done is, is super impressive. He, because this isn't canon, but I like this backstory. I hope that it becomes canon one day, is that Obi-Wan, as a youngling, was a very, he didn't have a whole lot of skill with anything. And he was probably, like, the weakest in his class. Mm, he worked his way. Through. He worked his ass off to become what he is. And Qui-Gon Jinn chose him because, I guess, he saw something in him. But... Obi-Wan, I think in this, in like some legend, he was like the oldest youngling because no one would pick him as a Padawan. Ah. 
um, until Dragon Jin. So, and it's just, I like that idea of Obi-Wan's past, you know, mm-hmm. and him building himself up. And we see in episode three, when he fights Anakin, he, he's in control of that fight for the majority of it. Like, Anakin's the aggressor. Because he's experienced. Yeah, he uses his experience and, like, defensive style against Anakin, who's, like, bananas. And he beats him. Right, and that, that goes to more of, really, Anakin's weakness there. Yeah. He was, you know, corrupted by the dark side, and he was arrogant. Yeah. But Obi-Wan capitalized on that. He did, he underestimated Anakin's power, or he did, he un, he did not underestimate Anakin. Does that work? I don't know. <laughs> okay. He had the high ground. <laughs> right. Um, however, yeah. if I'm going to counter myself, um, he pretty much lost to Darth Maul, essentially. He won on a technicality. Oh, come on. Yeah, he did. He won that fight. No, he didn't. What matters is who walks away at the end of that fight. Who walked away? Obi-Wan. Who didn't? Darth Maul. That matters in in the grand scheme of things. But if if, if we were comparing like better swordsmen, he wasn't sure. great. He lost. Well, that's a different argument. He lost to... Dooku. He did lose to Dooku both times. Easily. <laughs> yes, he did lose to Dooku. Wiped the floor with him. Okay, so he beat Darth Maul. He lost to Dooku in two. He lost to Dooku in the beginning of three, which always annoyed me because I was like, all right, whatever. But he beat Anakin. He beat Grievous. And Grievous is, you know, supposed to be a badass. Well, he, was, he shot Grievous. Yeah, but he beat him. He was resourceful. <laughs> and he... I, I would not say that he lost to Darth Vader in episode four. I, you can't say he lost. No, I, I, he didn't lose. Yeah. We don't know what would have happened. Yeah. They um, looked pretty evenly matched. E- equally bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was not that bad. But Dooku was really his his biggest uh, losses. His, his biggest L's. The one on the ship, what ship was it? The um... That's the uh, Invisible Hand. Grievous' oh. Grievous's ship. Okay. So he loses pretty bad in that fight. <laughs> Yeah. The first fight with Dooku, they both did bad. Oh, yeah. This one, he particularly was embarrassed, and he was tossed around like a <laughs> rag doll. Yeah. And he very he would have probably died had it not been for Anakin. Yeah, sure. Also, to add insult to injury, before that fight, Obi-Wan turned to Palpatine, and he was like, Sith Lords are a speciality. And he gets his right. ass kicked like 10 seconds later. Pretty hilarious. Um, However... They said the same thing when uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan we'll went this. to fight Maul. <laughs> yeah. They had the same... Demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, like, Qui-Gon Jinn lost Darth Maul. Obi-Wan beat Darth Maul. Um, Which is weird because he says Sith Lords are a speciality, but before Episode 1, they thought the Sith had been extinct for generations. Well... Episode. This is by episode three that he said that. But there haven't been that many Sith Lords between there and then. Well, he fought. There's been two. Well, he fought. Yeah, Maul and Dooku, and in the um, in the Clone Wars, I mean, Ventress is not Ventress a Sith is, Lord. She's not a Sith Lord, but she's in that same vein, so you could count her. Also, Obi Wan does fight Maul in the Clone Wars again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, and just maybe he was just talking about in general the Jedi did, you know, destroy the Sith at some at some point. Mm. And he was just being cheeky, which Obi Wan likes to do, is be cheeky. Right. But is there anything else on Obi Wan or any of the other Jedi that we talked about? Or? Well, I think we should. Ex- I think we should explain more as to why Obi Wan's on our list. Okay. We haven't really justified him. I think. That, I mean, I don't know. I think I, just, I think we justified him pretty well. What else is there to say? I would say that he. Do you think he is uncorruptible? Hmm. I don't. Well, no one's uncorruptible. But 
he was least likely. I mean, he never showed. Do you see at any point where he wavers? You could argue that when he fights Darth Maul after Qui-Gon dies, he gets pretty angry. He gets angry. Okay. He uses his anger a little bit. Yeah. But aside from that, you don't really see him get angry again. Well, you see a lot of passion when he when he's on Mustafar with Anakin. Yeah. You know? When the fight's over, there's a lot of passion. During the fight, right. he's pretty well. He's he's pretty well kept together. Right. Say. So after the fight, you were the chosen one, and he's yeah. very emotional. Yeah. Which but, was nice. I liked. But not necessarily angry or evil. Yeah. No. And he and Obi Wan. I mean, no one's completely void of corruption, I guess, but Obi-Wan for sure probably has the best, like you were saying, since he's the ideal Jedi, he probably has the best resistance to dark side, you know, stuff, or he's, you know. Anything else uh, on Obi-Wan? Do you think we justified him enough yet? I suppose. You suppose? I think, all right, we justified Obi-Wan, come on. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think, but I also think, like I said, he is a all-around balanced fighter as well. Yeah. So... He was a decent enough swordsman. Yeah. As we saw in episode three. Or yeah. I guess he improved his skills because if he lost to Dooku so easily and Anakin beat Dooku. But you can't do you can't like And then Anakin fights him. You can't play that game though. But you have to he increased his skills though. Well yeah, I mean from movie to movie he gets better, for sure. But you can't play that game of like, oh, uh this guy beat this guy and I beat that guy, so that means that I could beat that you know, you can't every fight is like a different situation. I guess so. Dooku was a master swordsman, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anakin beat Dooku, and then Obi-Wan beat Anakin. I mean, Obi-Wan beat Anakin because Anakin was being a damn fool. But who knows what would have happened if, uh, you know, Anakin wasn't so loony in that fight. Do you think that maybe Obi-Wan's one flaw is his friendship with Anakin? Well, I don't if know. He, if he had no attachments, it seemed kind of seemed like Anakin was his one... Thing. Attachment as a friend, probably yeah. The way well, that he also has Duchess Satine in the Clone Wars. We've yet to see where that goes. We, yeah, you're right. We'll is, see where that goes in the future. I mean, is there anywhere else for that to go? Yeah, she's dead. There is somewhere to go. Whether don't it, don't tell me about that that Ray theory. Whether it be Ray or someone else, <laughs> that they had a kid. Sure, or sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. The Obi Wan Ray thing. I, I don't hate that idea. But maybe, it, maybe it's um. But Satine is probably I don't know Satine more so than Anakin is probably Obi Wan's biggest like kryptonite I guess because he straight up tells her in the Clone Wars like I would have left Jedi Order for you and that could have been a very different right you know story but with Anakin he definitely yeah is, is like kind of like maybe a weakness in a way because he doesn't kill Anakin he doesn't he doesn't finish the job mm-hmm. and then the galaxy kind of to be fair though I mean do you think he assumed that he was gonna die. I think he did assume, and I don't think It's he... not the Jedi way to finish people off, though. No, it's not. You're right. And he's just doing what he's always done, I guess. But he probably felt that he was going to die, and he probably was couldn't be- bring himself to just do a, f- a final blow, though. You know, he probably was like, I can't do that. And just, you know. So, and you could argue whether or not that was the right move. I would say it wasn't. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if Vader was killed... I think things would have gone a lot easier for the galaxy. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. All right. Anything else uh, on any of the Jedi we talked about? Feel good? Yep. Word. All right. Well, that sounds like the end of this uh, first installment of our top five series that we'll be doing from time to time. 
So see you next time.